Welcome to CareCast, CareNet's podcast on family, faith, and life with Roland Warren, CareNet's President and CEO, and Vincent DeCaro, CareNet's Chief Outreach Officer. CareCast and more pro-abundant life commentary from CareNet can be found at care-net.org, where you can watch videos, download eBooks, and subscribe to the Abundant Life blog. Now let's listen in on what Roland and Vince have for us this week on CareCast. Hello, Roland. We are here for yet another episode of CareCast. Yes, yet another. Yes, CareNet's podcast on family, faith, and life. Yes. I believe that's our tagline. Yeah, lots yeah. of stuff. I think, yeah, <laughs> we talk about everything here. We could have just said stuff. Yeah, yeah, Karen's podcast on stuff. Yeah, but, that, uh, it's pretty nice. It's a little wishy-washy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're, 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 we are wishy-washy, but we don't want people to know that we're wishy-washy. <laughs> that's uh, right. So, so on that note, um, talk about wishy-washy. Our culture is really wishy-washy when it comes to the hypocrisy that is exposed in our culture when it comes to the way we treat animals yeah. and the way we treat human beings, human yeah. infants, babies yeah. in the womb, in the womb. Yes. So you again, you you had alert you alerted me to a really interesting uh, reality, which is that essentially veterinarians will refuse, for the most part, under almost all circumstances, they will refuse to euthanize a healthy pet. Yes. Right. So the owner can come to them with. The most compelling argument as to why this their pet should no longer yes. be alive, yes. and the the vet will refuse to do so because they they want to encourage the pet owner to seek out alternatives, mainly you know shelters and another owner or whatever it might yes. be a breeder whatever right so basically to essentially give that pet up for in in, in a certain sense adoption let yes. somebody else take that pet yes. rather than taking its life right. Um, and so, and these are guidelines that are essentially given by the American Veterinary Medical Association, right? So if a vet is approached with this sort of situation, they're encouraged to, um, you know, opportunities to rehome the pet or place them with a rehoming agency should be pursued prior to opting for euthanasia. That's right. Euthanasia of healthy pets should be considered only when alternatives are not available, mm-hmm. right? So there's this level of thoughtfulness about preserving life yep. because there are likely other options available for that for that pet. And the vet, interestingly, becomes an advocate. For the pet, not for the pet owner. For the pet, because the pet is vulnerable. Because mm-hmm. the pet, obviously the pet can't advocate for themselves, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? That's right? So the vet, mm-hmm. as a medical professional, mm-hmm. advocates for the vulnerable mm-hmm. yeah. yes. that can't advocate for themselves. Right, yeah, yeah. Right. Just, I think folks know where we're going with this. I, I, yeah. Isn't that just, yeah. you just, it makes you scratch yeah. your head. Yeah. So I think the the, the great point that you made around yeah. this is that when Roe versus Wade was passed in 1973, right. the assumption back then, because we got to remember, this is what, 47, 47 years ago. Culture was a little bit different back then. Science was different, et cetera, et cetera. So the assumption was that abortion would be a decision that would be made between a woman and her doctor, right? Right. Exactly. Um, because there was this this sort of this assumption again, this cultural assumption that a doctor, a medical professional, would be there as an advocate on yeah. behalf of the unborn child yes. and would work with the woman to determine whether or not taking this life was actually the the best decision to make. Exactly. Right. And, exactly. And also, I'm sure that the, the doctors then would encourage quote rehoming. Right. 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 <laughs> which is adoption. Right. Exactly. Which is which is adoption because mm-hmm. back then there wasn't. You know, a network of Planned Parenthoods or abortion clinics. Right. And right. that wasn't even envisioned right. that the abortion procedure yeah. would be taken outside of mm-hmm. the 
doctor's office. Right. The mainstream medical medical, profession. And create its own business model, which is really what it is, it is exactly. where, where it has more of a retail perspective. Mm-hmm. Mm. The view was, no, 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 the doctors, are, they take the Hippocratic Oath, which is to do no harm. Right. And therefore, life. therefore, if a woman comes and wants to abort a child, we know that this is a, a life here or mm-hmm. at, some, at mm-hmm. some point or whatever, and we weren't certain of all that, but we, mm-hmm. but we, we the doctors, of course, are going to advocate mm-hmm. for the vulnerable, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even if it means that it's going to be contrary to what the woman actually wants. Right, right, exactly. But as as we all know, of course, today, the situation is such that when a woman goes to an abortion clinic, which again is not her doctor, right? she's never met the abortion doctor before, she will probably not even have a conversation with him before, during, or after the procedure. It's just... She's in and out, right? And, and she doesn't go there for follow-up care. Right. There's no long-term relationship before, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. during, or after. Right. So this is not, quote, her medical professional right. any more than going to some retail establishment for some other thing is your whatever right. professional. Yeah. Hey, it, exactly. you, you went there for a specific yeah. transaction. The checkout person at Burger King is not my burger Professional, right? Exactly. They're like, buy the burger and get out of here. Yeah, exactly. It's that yeah. kind of thing, yeah. and it may sound a little crass to some right. people, but mm-hmm. the reality is that's where the profit motive is, and mm-hmm. that's how this whole structure is designed. And you know, part of the reason I came to this, got this epiphany about this, is because I started to think about if you were a typical person, you say, well, Ronald, maybe you're, this is a little stretch, but if I if I came with you and I said, listen, I had to put my dog down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And your your thing was all oh, you say oh that's that's too bad now that would be probably be your reaction right, right? sure yeah oh, I don't sorry. care whether yeah. you're pro choice or pro life or whatever you'd say oh that's too bad mm-hmm. and then they'd say well what was wrong then and they, and then they asked me well what's wrong with your dog and I said nothing he was perfectly healthy mm-hmm. now when I say that mm-hmm. you'd be like wow you mean your dog was perfectly healthy yeah yeah and I had him put down well well why did you have him put down well I just didn't fit into my life right now. Couldn't afford him. Didn't fit into my life anymore. Wasn't whatever, whatever. And what would the person say? Well, why didn't you bring him to to a shelter shelter or or adopt him? Or even people would say, I would have taken your dog. Right, 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 right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Why didn't you just tell me? Why didn't you just tell me? I would have taken your dog. Yeah. And so part of the thing here is if you think if that disturbs you, then you have to ask yourself why. Right. Right. Why does that disturb you? Right. And by the way. If it doesn't disturb you that the exact same dynamic is happening in the abortion mm-hmm. scenario. Yes. Very, very much so. Then you need to ask yourself, why not? Right. Exactly. And, and, and part of what has happened here is that we've humanized pets. Mm-hmm. Right. We talk about pet parents and mm-hmm. this and rehoming yeah. as adoption. And all. in fact, we've actually been using a word that I think you're not supposed to actually use anymore. You're not supposed to say, even say pet owner. Anymore. Yes. Nope. Yeah, I, I mean, we just—I literally a couple of days ago adopted some some kittens, and they gave us this whole packet, and it's—it really is like you're a new parent. Yes, There's, the word owner does not appear anywhere in there. Yep. Yeah, they, they check. Uh, up. In fact, I don't even know if they, it says pet. I think it says animal companion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we, we've humanized yeah. pets. Yeah, yeah. And what and what do we do? Yeah. We've dehumanized the unborn. The unborn. Yeah, yeah. And and I think the other the other factor at play here, in terms of why we don't sort of view a woman making an abortion an abortion decision in the same way is that we've just been so trained to never question a woman's choice yes. in this matter yes. that question, questioning it or her in any way is disrespectful it's just you know you're a you're a neanderthal essentially yes if you question 
the woman's decision in any way, shape, or form. So again, to your point, if somebody comes to you and says that they didn't even bother to look for another home for their pet, they just had it euthanized, you would say, oh my God, you would probably be thinking to yourself, this person's this person's a monster. Yeah. They took a life and they didn't even have to. Yes. They didn't even consider other options. Right, right, right. But if a woman comes to you and says that, you're supposed to say, you know, you're so brave and empowered and powerful and that's, you should be proud of yourself. Exactly. And not say, well, can there be other options? Right. Can we talk to you about having other options? Right. Can there be alternatives? Right. And the people who are doing that, yes. pregnancy centers, yes. are are just ripped apart by the abortion industry as, you know, lying and all these other crazy things. So if you, again, <laughs> if you even attempt to yes. assist a woman with that decision, you're deceitful, you're lying, you're trying to coerce women out of a decision they have the right to make and all these other crazy things. Absolutely. Following the analogy, if you were if you if you were having that conversation, there was another person standing there and you turned to that person and said, Well, did you know that so and so was doing it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what did you say? I didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, her pet, her choice. Right. You'd probably say, well, wait a minute, you didn't offer any alternative? Did you why didn't you why didn't you consider alternatives? Yeah. That but, that animal can't speak for itself. Exactly. And it's now its life is over. Yes. Shouldn't you have thought about? <laughs> do, do you see this? <laughs> it, it, so, yeah. It, you, it's just to me. It's just it's so remarkable. Yeah. It's so remarkable what is what is going on here. Right. And this is real. You're yeah. not making this up. Yeah. This is not some movie or something. This is this is what's happening now. And and as a culture, we need to really wake up. Mm-hmm. Right. And and what we need to be committed to. All I'm saying here is, how about we treat unborn children the way we treat a dog. Mm-hmm. Right. That's my bar. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, can we just start there? Can yeah. we just can we just start there? Yeah. Yeah. Can we just start there and just kind of work our way up? How about we do that? Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. about we do that? How mm-hmm. about we focus our efforts mm-hmm. on whenever someone's facing a risk around an unplanned pregnancy? How about we put the same effort as a culture at the highest levels of this country, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The highest levels of this country, put the same effort there, mm-hmm. saying, listen, we can build alternatives. And here's the other thing which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. When a pet goes to a shelter, mm-hmm. No one is there to adopt that pet. In other words, there's a chance and a very high one mm-hmm. that no one will ever, mm-hmm. ever adopt this pet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it will end up being euthanized anyway. Right. There is a long right. list of people who are willing to adopt children. They're waiting. Waiting. And yeah. in fact, will pay for the woman's pregnancy, delivery. Yeah. I mean. Everything. 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 In order to have that child. In order to have that child. Yeah. And try to do as much as possible yeah. to minimize any of the impact yeah. on yeah. her. Yeah. So the, the difference is, so we're, we're going to put our efforts towards making sure that pets get to these no-kill shelters or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When there's not a chance and often yeah. higher probability that the pet will never be adopted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, but we work so hard to preserve their life anyway. But we work so hard to preserve their life anyway, yeah. right? Right. But in a situation where with a human being, with a human being, where there's a pr- virtually a hundred percent chance <laughs> that this child would be adopted, yeah. and someone's waiting, a <laughs> long list of people are waiting. Right. We don't work hard to preserve. We don't their work life. hard, and in fact, what we do is we attack the people. Yeah. Who are trying to actually do that? Yeah. Yeah. Rem- it's remarkable. It it's, really is. Remarkable. It's remarkable. It's it's sad. It's actually sort of angering in a lot of ways. Yes. If you really start to just sort of. Just stop and think about it for five minutes yes. about, about what exactly is going on in our culture yes. around this. This notion of like yeah. when, when something's hard, like yeah. we, we like there's this idea in our culture that, well, we shouldn't even try to do it then. 
Yeah. Like, you know, marriage is hard. It yeah. requires sacrifice and selflessness. So let's just abandon it because maybe it's not worth it. Right. But like this whole thing with with around pet culture. I mean, just in the I don't know, last 20 years or so. Think about the enormous transformation we've seen yeah. in that culture. Yes. Right. I mean, we've completely changed our language around how we talk about animals. Yep. We've changed processes. We have, you, you know, all these safeguards have been put up. Yep. Essentially to pr- protect the lives of animals. Yep. And there's nothing wrong with that. I have no problem with it. I I love pets. I have pets and have always have have always had pets and plan on always having pets. Um, but it's just remarkable that in, in that in that case, you know, we're, we're st- even though it's hard. We were basically willing to do all this work to essentially create a yeah. cultural transformation yes. around the way we treat animals. Exactly. Right. And, and we've worked just as hard yeah. to make a cultural transformation in the other direction for how we treat the unborn. For how we treat the unborn. We don't. We, we we're making sure that we call pets with names and this that, and the other, mm-hmm. and, and people who have them. That you're not an owner. You're a parent, and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yet we work really hard to say, don't say the word baby mm-hmm. about what's happening in the womb. We need yeah. to call it a fetus or yeah. this or a sack of. And you're not a parent yet. You're not a parent. You're a parent when you're pregnant. Exactly. You're not a parent all, until you decide. Right. That you are, and right? abortion. It's 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 a it's a healthcare yeah. a procedure, not a. It's a choice. It's a, it's a terminating yeah. kind. I mean, all the stuff that we've done. Yeah. Yeah. To, to strip away the, the humanity yep. and to transform the culture around around yeah. uh, the unborn, we've done exactly the opposite to mm-hmm. transfer the culture mm-hmm. around pets. Yeah. So again, I'll end where I started, which yeah. was, how about this? <laughs> yeah. Why don't we just treat the unborn at least as well as we do a dog? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. for so many folks in our culture, that would be an enormous, an enormous step up. Mm-hmm. It would be. That's right. Be. That we want to do, and in order to do that, that means what? We have to offer compassion, hope, help to mm-hmm. folks who are facing pregnancy decisions mm-hmm. to help them see mm-hmm. that there's an alternative, mm-hmm. and to help them make that that that, that alternative, realistic alternative, mm-hmm. help them make that a reality, and walk alongside people mm-hmm. who are facing pregnancy decisions mm-hmm. to be an advocate, not just for the vulnerable unborn, but also for the person mm-hmm. as well yeah. who's facing the unplanned pregnancy, and that's really what our work at CareNet's all about, right? Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's a great, great way to great way to end it. Thank you, Rollin. We hope you enjoyed this episode of CareCast. For more Pro Abundant Life commentary and practical resources, please visit care-net.org. There you can subscribe to the Abundant Life blog, giving you access to videos, ebooks, podcasts, and other resources to help turn your pro-life passion into pro-abundant life action. Until next time, we pray that God blesses you and yours daily.